0: The season has come to an end for the 2023 Boston Red Sox, but there's still so much to look back on and think about as we head into 2024. Tune into today's episode of Locked On Red Sox where we summarize the 2023 season and look ahead to the future. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, Monday through Friday, straight to your favorite podcast feed. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Red Sox every day and making it your first listen of every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And there you have it, folks. Happy Monday. Thank you for making Lockdown Red Sox our first listen of every day. And that is officially a wrap on the 2023 season. It's crazy how fast it goes, right? Like, I feel like we just had opening day and we were all watching Corey Kluber just absolutely fall apart and knowing that in there that it was probably going to be a long season. Oh my gosh. I mean, looking back on Corey Kluber and his tenure this season with the Boston Red Sox, it was absolutely one of just a giant mess. There was no good thing about him pitching here. Did not pitch well as a starter, did not pitch well out of the bullpen. And when he started on opening day, I said, all right, sure. He needs to work some of the kinks out. That's fine with me. But working the kinks out never even happened. It was just the kinks just kept happening to the point where he just never showed improvement. And at the reality of the situation and at the end of the day, he just doesn't have it anymore. It's pretty clear that he really is at the end of his career. And I mean, good for the Red Sox for trying to make it work and giving him a chance, but it was just the story of the 2023 season, having pitchers who just were not at the point in their career where the Red Sox needed them to be in order to contribute to this team. Corey Kluber is just an example, or they had pitchers who could not stay healthy. Chris Sale is an example James Paxton for most of the season was injured. And then at the very end of the season was injured again. Um, So he got a good portion of starts for the first half of the season. He was surprisingly good. And then in the second half, he just kind of fell apart and decided to just not be the same James Paxton that we had seen for the first half of the year. Why? Why? It's hard to say, but I think workload was a big part of it. He wasn't used to pitching that many games because it had been a while since he had really pitched almost a full season. So I think that was part of it and him just really not being prepared for that. But the situation with him, it was going to be hit or miss. I knew that. So I wasn't really surprised at what they did get from him. Um, But overall, it was a shaky pitching staff. I mean, this pitching staff went through a lot. And you had pitchers like Chris Martin, who was absolutely dominant out of the bullpen and the biggest pleasant surprise ever. And then you had somebody like um, Brian Bayo, who showed a lot of improvement throughout the course of the season. And as I look ahead to 2024, he's going to be somebody who's going to be a stud for this team. You need to be patient with him. I've seen people give up on him and say he's not the guy. We all know what happened with Jaron Duran when he was just struggling at first to get himself acclimated and look at the season he had. Obviously it was cut short, unfortunately, due to an injury. But that's another thing to be excited about for 2024 is what can Jaron Duran provide to this Red Sox offense? Because he provided a spark when he was in the game and with his speed, he was creating extra bases when a lot of other places wouldn't, um a lot of other players wouldn't sorry. And he was just one of those players who you could rely on to give 100% every night. And in the last couple weeks of the season, when the Red Sox just really had deteriorated and just kept losing games and weren't really trying or putting in the effort anymore, it would have been nice to have Jaron Duran there because he never folded and never gave up, even when times were tough for Boston. So I'm looking forward to what he can bring Um, next season and beyond. Um, The shining light for the season to me was Justin Turner. I cannot say enough about what he brought to this team this season. From a locker room and clubhouse standpoint, he's irreplaceable. He shows so much leadership. He really was the glue to this Red Sox clubhouse and was bonding with the veteran players, was probably a great mentor to the younger players. And I give him a lot of credit for the success that players like Casas had this season and really being able to find himself and improve his defense at first base and approve his plate approach. So there's a lot of things that Justin Turner provided. um, And he's just that light that you can look to in what was just a very frustrating and overall not good season and say, Hey, if we, can't take away a lot of good things about this season. At least we know we had our guy that kept this clubhouse in check and encouraged this team to keep going. Even when times got tough because baseball is not an easy sport and the Red Sox were just absolutely plagued with injuries. So during that time, they needed a constant like him to be there. And even back to the injuries, I mean, that was one of the biggest storylines of this season for the 2023 Red Sox. So many players were constantly getting injured. I mean, half the pitching staff at a time was injured. Garrett Whitlock with his injury. Tanner Houck with his injury. I already brought up Chris Sale. Um, Short stints of players being injured for some of them. But throughout the season, there were players who were not healthy. John Schreiber is another one who was on the injured list for a while. So it's hard to win games when a lot of your pitchers or key players are not available. and. I think the Red Sox really tried to make the most of it as much as they could. And people look to Alex Cora and say, well, did he manage the team poorly this season? I say the answer is no. He was doing what he possibly could to make it work with the resources he had available. He doesn't do the roster construction. It's not his fault that the Red Sox did not acquire pitching at the trade deadline and that they cause their pitchers to really be tired and worn out. That's not Alex Cora's fault. And when you have a group of pitchers who are very fatigued, they're not always going to be available when you as a fan want them to be. And I think Alex Cora did the best that he could to manage the situation he had. And the fact that they're bringing him back and, you know, they got rid of Heim Bloom, and they're going to bring somebody new in, to take over in the front office, that to me shows that they do trust Alex Cora and they like what they've seen from him and they feel like he's the guy to really help manage and lead this team. And the biggest thing about Cora is he is a player's coach. You can tell the players respect him and appreciate being with him. Um, And he just is a great person to have around these players. And I think that's why the Red Sox are hanging on to him and beyond the frustration and everything that he did to this team. The defense was the biggest problem. That was such a huge storyline of the 2023 Red Sox between Kike Hernandez playing awful defense at shortstop and being probably the worst player I've ever seen in that position, uh, at least in a while. Rafael Devers defensively was not good at third base. Um, Pablo Reyes had his issues defensively. You know, Louis Urias had his issues defensively. Christian Arroyo, you name it. The infield defense was a problem. And Masataka Yoshida is not the best defender in the outfield either. I do eventually think he would be better suited to just be a DH because his defense is not great. But overall, this team lost quite a few games because of defense alone. And if they can figure that out and fix that, they can be a much better team. And They just need to learn to be more competent on the field. I mean, Connor Wong made some silly mistakes. Constantly, Red Sox making defensive errors, but also base running mistakes. Those were one of the things that stood out to me as one of the biggest issues with the 2023 Red Sox team was what can they do moving forward to improve on the base running mistakes so, there was lots to reflect on about the 2023 season, but there are good things to take away from it, like the development of some of the young talent. Like, I'm excited to see what Will Abreu can do, Say Donnie, Raffaella, Jaron Duran, Tristan Casas, um, Emmanuel Valdez, a lot of young guys fighting for roster spots, and it's a good problem to have. So, I'm sure the Red Sox could flip some of these guys for good pitching because that needs to be the priority in the offseason. But Having guys like that who have a lot of potential is a good problem to have. So the Red Sox future is set up pretty well. I really firmly believe that. So when you look back on this season, that can be a big takeaway as something that's promising. So all of that to say, if I could pick one word to describe the 2023 Boston Red Sox, and I'm considering everything that we went through, all the emotions and the ups and downs that we saw this season is messy. That's the biggest word that I can use to describe this team. And that's the biggest word that pops into my head because it truly was all over the place and frustrating and I'm ready to just use this off season to make the best moves possible. And I'll be right here with you, guiding you through all of these moves. So still be sure to tune into Locked on Red Sox every day. Keep making it your first listen of every day, because even though there's no Red Sox baseball, we'll still have the show. And I have to thank deep down from the bottom of my heart, everybody who's been there and supported me in these last few months, since I took over this show, I cannot imagine doing anything else. There's nothing more rewarding to me than talking Red Sox every single day and You all made it possible for me to do that. So I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate the support. And let's continue to just uh, talk Red Sox and make it the first listen of every day because the team needs the support. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about the Red Sox 2024 situation. Alex Cora did kind of make a statement last week that he's pretty decisive on for 2024. So I'm going to be analyzing that next. Are you ever in a pinch where you're trying to get tickets for things? Because I know I'm in that situation quite a bit, but game time has you covered for all of that. I mean, I remember I really wanted to go to Taylor Swift's eras tour and I wanted to get my sister's tickets to it too, because obviously, you know, it's just a massive tour and I'm sure the music that she's playing is a legendary And I was worried that there were going to be no tickets available anywhere. And I was scrambling, trying to find tickets. And then game time hooked me up. And I actually was able to secure tickets for next year's part of the tour in 2024. And my sisters are going to be getting those tickets for Christmas. And they are super, you know, Excited for the possibility of being able to go. So, once I give them the tickets, it's absolutely going to make their day, and I cannot wait. So, Game Time had me covered last minute for a very reasonable price. And that's what they do. They create those miracles when it comes to tickets for you. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. From my personal story, I can attest to the fact that it is lowest price guaranteed, and they absolutely will hook you up. And you know who else will hook you up is SiriusXM. You can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game for free. Just download the SiriusXM app and search Red Sox, and you won't have to miss a single pitch of any game. So Alex Cora kind of came out with a statement last week that was very surprising considering it was on September 28th um, before the season even ended. And what Alex Cora said was that Chris Sale is his intended starter for opening day for 2024. Whoa. I mean, what? First of all, clearly that just means he's just checked out. You know, like the fact that he made that statement before the season even ended, it was just clear that he was completely checked out of the 2023 season, which, yes, in a way, I don't blame him because their playoff hopes were over. They weren't playing good baseball. They were just trying to get through the last few games at that point healthy. Um, And so the fact that he was thinking about opening day 2024 is very intriguing to me because you would think he would have just waited a few more days to say that until after the season actually ended. But he did say Chris Sale is the intended starter for opening day. This could mean a variety of different things. Does he want to make Chris Sale the starter for opening day? I'm not fully convinced of that. I mean, how do you look at how he pitched this season and the fact that he can't even stay on the field regularly and be confident that he could be the opening day starter. I mean, I would have thought we would have learned our lesson after Corey Kluber being the opening day starter last year and just really knowing, like, that it just did not work with with Kluber just absolutely just being all over the place. And I would have thought Brian Bayo would be the choice for the opening day starter, or if they go and acquire an ace-caliber pitcher, which is what they should be doing anyway, that to me should be the opening day starter in 2024. So this to me indicates either one, he's just trying to get sales confidence up because they do have another year left of his contract. Um, And so maybe he wants to build his confidence up so that he can finish off his career in Boston strong. Um, So he could have just been coming out with that statement this early because of that. Or for two, you know, It could mean that he really does mean that Chris Sale is the intended starter for opening day. And that worries me because what does that mean for where they see their pitching depth for 2024? They do need to go out and acquire pitching. I really trust that they will. But if they do go out and acquire, you know, Yamamoto or another ace caliber pitcher, why wouldn't that person start opening day So I'm a little perplexed by Alex Cora's statement. Um, You know, he might not have meant too much by saying that, and things could easily change because he did say intended starter. He didn't say definite starter. So the word intended to me makes me feel like it's still kind of tentative, and things could change between now and then, which I expect them to. Because who knows, health wise, where Sale's really going to be, and also. I'm still holding out hope that they could trade Chris Sale in the offseason. I think there's a chance that they try to shop him a little bit and see if another team is willing to take him on for that last year of his contract. Even if the Red Sox have to pay a good portion, if not most, of his remaining salary, maybe they do that if they can get somebody to bite and sign him for the 2024 season, because I think that's the way to go. He just cannot stay on the field at this point, this season as a whole, he pitched to a 4.42 ERA with a six and four record, which at the end of the day is really not terrible considering everything that he's been through. And the fact that he didn't pitch as much as he wanted to this season, it really is not that bad when it comes down to it. Um, and he has shown improvement throughout the season. In April and May, he really struggled to the tune of an 822 earned run average on April 24th. Um, and was able to bump that down to on April 30th, um, you know, bump that down to a six seventy-five ERA, and then eventually got himself down into the fours and is now at a four forty-two ERA, and that's really not bad. And you know, finishing the season on a high note um is key for him. And the fact that he made that last start in Baltimore and looked really good um has to make him feel good. So that is important to me, but I still think it's worth trying to trade him. They will have a hard time trying to find a suitor for him because again, he can't really stay healthy. And if I'm another team, I'm looking at the situation and saying, well, Why would I give up value for somebody like him when we might not even be able to use him because he can't really stay on the field? And what I would say to that is the Red Sox could flip him. But if they do, don't expect the return to be anything great because of the fact that, again, he's in his last year of the contract. And when you have a player that's in the last year of the contract and you're trying to trade them already, the return isn't going to be that great because teams mindsets are Well, why wouldn't I just wait till he's a free agent and then just try to sign him then if I want him? And for two, um, with his injury history and the fact that he really didn't pitch that well in 2023, it just goes to show that they could try to do what they want to do. By Alex Cora making that statement, I don't think he is saying that because he firmly knows for a fact that Chris sale will even be here to start 2024. I think it's more the fact that he might be trying to instill some confidence on him. And if they do end up moving him, then obviously he likely has another idea in mind to be the opening day starter. I do think it would be a good thing for Bayo to have that opportunity because it could really help him right out of the gate to see where he's at. And For a player like that who you really want to develop that confidence, what better experience could he get than starting an opening day game? And, you know, keep in mind the Red Sox do go to the West Coast to start the 2024 season. They start the season in Seattle, which good luck to all of us as we're getting excited for baseball season and the Red Sox are playing games at 10 o'clock at night. So trying to brace myself for that. Um, So that could be a factor too. Maybe he wants somebody to pitch opening day that's, used to kind of having that drastic of pitching with the time difference and the jet lag that early on in the season and maybe he feels like chris sale with all the experience he has pitching and having to travel the different time zones that maybe he'd be more equipped to start um in that certain scenario so there's a lot of different things that this could mean but for me the biggest surprise was that he announced it before the season was over, which I found to be so funny because I was like, yeah, I mean, a lot of fans have checked out of this season, but that shows that the the manager also has checked out of the season. So hopefully whatever he does, whoever starts opening day 2024 will be able to shine in that performance. And Chris Sale, I still think there's a possibility he gets traded. So just tune in during this off season because it's going to be a wild one for the Boston Red Sox. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about a player who spent a short stint with Boston um, this year. He shared some news the other day. So I'm going to be going into that next, but don't forget that you can follow locked on Red Sox on your favorite podcast platform for free. Just search Locked on Red Sox wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can get the show Monday through Friday straight to your feed. Don't forget as well that the SiriusXM app has you covered for the home broadcast of every Red Sox game so that you don't have to miss a single pitch of Red Sox baseball next season when I'm hoping for a playoff contending team, and I think there's a good chance that they will be one. So you definitely want to take advantage. Plus, it's free. Who doesn't want something that's free? So download XM search Red Sox and they will give you the home broadcast of every Red Sox game for free. And also don't forget to check out some of the other Locked On um, shows. Locked On MLB can give you a very good general sense of what moves other teams are making in this offseason so that you can be kept up with other teams in the division or other teams in the American League and just seeing what they're up to and what they're doing to make their teams better. Um, so Locks at MLB, definitely check that out, as well as check out Locked on Patriots, Locked on Celtics, Locked on Bruins. If you are a fan of the other Boston teams, I highly encourage you to check out those shows as well, because we have some great hosts on this network and they'll provide a lot of great content. So definitely check that out as well. So a pitcher who spent a short stint in the Boston Red Sox organization announced his retirement last week, Ryan Sheriff. Uh, you know, this guy kind of has spent time primarily j- with the Tampa Bay Rays and has kind of bounced around to different teams. Um, he has hung up his cleats after five MLB seasons, announced last week that he is done. Um, he had a brief stint with the Red Sox this year. He made an announcement on his Instagram account, and the post said 13 years, two World Series appearances, Two-time AAA All-Star, which was 2016 and 2017. One-time WBC qualifier. 28th round draft pick from Culver City, California. I can definitely hang my cleats up knowing I gave it all I can. I want to thank everybody who was on this journey with me for over a decade. Thank you. It's always interesting when a player retires because they like to retire at different points in their career and hit certain career marks before they do so. He had a very short stint with the Boston Red Sox this year. He joined them in the offseason on a minor league contract that he signed after pitching for two years with the Tampa Bay Rays. He appeared in five games with Boston this season and amassed a 270 earned run average. Um, In 21 games for AAA Worcester, he had a 2-1 record with a 282 ERA. He was recalled twice by the Red Sox before eventually being DFA'd in July. Um, He essentially elected free agency instead of returning to the Wu Sox and then went on to sign a minor league deal with the Dodgers, but didn't last that long there because they released him in August because he just was significantly struggling with their AAA team and just was not cutting it. He made only two appearances there and allowed five runs on four hits with three walks and three strikeouts in one and two thirds innings of work. I mean, he was 32 years old, you know, not super old, but some players get to the point at that time where they know it's their time to be done. And this was just it for him. He appeared in 49 games all out of the bullpen and ends his career with a 350 total earned run average and three and two record and had two saves. Um, 51 innings pitched and 41 strikeouts. Um, He also pitched for the Cardinals earlier on in his career before going to the Rays and the Red Sox. Um, So honestly, good for him. You know, it might have been a short stint of him with the Red Sox, but it's always interesting when a player retires who did spend some time in Boston because you look back on what they did do for the Red Sox. And he was not awful with Boston. I mean, he wasn't the best reliever that they've ever had um, by any stretch of the imagination or even close to the best reliever they had in 2023. But he did bring some good stuff and he definitely had his high moments um, with the Red Sox. And I respect his decision. You know, once he started to struggle in the Dodgers organization, he probably felt like, you know, why would I continue to do this when I'm struggling and I really just don't feel like I have it anymore. And with these athletes at the end of the day, when they retire, you know, there's so much more to their lives than just their sport. And we don't see as fans a whole lot of their outside lives in the real world, but they have families and they have other things in their personal lives that they want to go enjoy and go do. And when a player retires, They can focus on those other things because when they're in season and they're a professional athlete, they don't have nearly as much time to hang out with their family as a lot of other people do. They're constantly on the road. They're constantly going to different places and they have to stay locked in all the time. And it must be hard. I can't imagine it being hard on both them and their families. And I'm sure when people go into their careers, they don't have a certain age in mind for when they want to retire. But I'm sure they know when their bodies are just starting to be unable to handle it. And I give Ryan Sheriff a ton of credit for having that recognition within himself that, yeah, you know, I struggled in my last assignment and I don't really feel like I should try to make that commitment to continue in Major League Baseball. I'd rather just focus on other things in my personal life. And, you know, he has had some career accolades, like I mentioned, with Um, you know, the World Series appearances and the World Baseball Classic qualifying and, um, you know, um, being able to showcase that he's made his mark in Major League Baseball enough to the point where he's satisfied with the career he had and he's ready to call it quits. So wanted to give him a shout out on the show and to say I'm proud of him for, you know, recognizing that. And again, although it was a short stint in Boston, everybody who crosses through the Boston Red Sox organization has worn a Red Sox uniform and they deserve to be acknowledged regardless of, you know, how long they were here. So props to him. Glad he recognized that when he did and he was able to put on that retirement cap and say, Hey, I'm happy with the career I had. Thank you again for everything during the 2023 season. I cannot thank you enough. I love Red Sox nation. I love being a part of it. This team means the absolute world to me, even when they break my heart. And I can't wait to just continue to share more stories and more adventures with you as we head into the off season and beyond and just continue to provide as good of content as I possibly can. So continue to tweet at me, continue to comment on the videos. Let's stay active. on Red Sox will not be going anywhere and I won't be going anywhere. So keep the faith as always. Let's go Red Sox and I will catch you on the flip side.